everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. Abused at the hands of the very people who should have loved and protected her, my next guest details the horrific accounts of that abuse in a memoir that launched a nationwide outcry in the Muslim world and here in the U.S. Animal sacrifices, bondage, beatings, humiliations, the verbal, mental, and physical abuse is hard to fathom as recounted in her riveting story, I Dreamed Freedom. In a culture where being a woman is a curse all its own, and a religion whose ideology of death is just that, death to the soul, mind, body, and spirit, how much was she expected to take? And how did she escape what could have been a literal death had she not? Here to tell her incredible story in a testimony rare exclusive is author, speaker, evangelist, TV host, producer, and founder of Isaac Abla Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome an honor indeed, Isaac Abla. Isaac, welcome to Testimony. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, it's an honor to have you. We met at a couple of media functions. And your countenance, Isaac, dispels any of what anyone would believe you suffered, the horrors you recount in your book. So for part one of our two-part conversation today, would you begin to share with our listeners your early beginnings and how you, as a Muslim woman born in Turkey, came to faith in Jesus Christ? Isaac, please tell us your story. Uh, thank you. It is all glory to God, and it is a miracle of God, of course. I was born and raised in a Muslim home, devout Muslim home in Istanbul, Turkey. And my father was a businessman, he was an economist, and he was a womanizer. And my mother used to have nervous breakdowns. She was always, uh, I remember her in depression, and she was always on antidepressants and uh, lived most of her life like a vegetable and there were times that she was maybe not medicated or going through nervous breakdowns she used to become uh, physically verbally very abusive towards me so i grew up under a lot of physical mental emotional abuse and i was very accustomed hearing that uh, i was stupid i was ugly i was not good for anything and that made me become a bitter, very angry inside, rejected, unloved, uh, worthless, and hopeless person as a little girl. And I turned to Allah to find answers. And He was the only God in a Muslim country that was presented to me at that time. So I started going to mosques. At age five, seven, I was memorizing Quran, fasting during the month of Ramadan, uh, I was on fire uh, for my God at that time, but I could not find answers uh, because he was very impersonal. 
and I had no personal relationship with him. Uh, I only knew about him uh, as an angry, mean, cruel God through Koran, and it did not help, of course. So then I started going to Koran course to learn more about Allah, and I went to college. First of all, I was inferior to men by birth because I was a girl. And for me, even going to college was a miracle. I really wanted to prove my family. I was, as a girl, I was not stupid. But nobody cared. I went to college and I went to college at age 16, graduated at age, age 19. And I studied uh, literature and mostly it was Islamic literature. And uh, there I met a Muslim man. We got married. He was my perfect match. He was a very, very devout Muslim. Uh, his family was very radical. Uh, they were part of uh, jihad. And so I thought that, wow, this is my match. He believes in jihad. I believed in jihad. Um, when I was 12 years old, I used to pray that I would uh, die or kill in the name of Allah. How radical I was back then. And now it is hard to believe, but after we got married, uh, he started beating me up every other day, almost every day sometimes, and uh, he was very, very abusive. And I, that time I became very, very depressed. I was in intense depression, and I didn't know where to turn. Uh, I started just climbing the career ladders because I became a workaholic. I just wanted to run away from home. Um, and I started working so hard, going to school. He was not working, and his family was supporting jihad, so I was, through him, supporting jihad at that time. And just giving money and shoveling money to jihad. And it became a life and a death situation for me that one day he wanted to throw me from the balcony of a high building, and. That was the night I decided that I, I had to run away. When it became a life and a death situation, at that time I was working at a very high rank at a company and I obtained a tourist visa to America. And it was my dream to find freedom in America. So I escaped with a, with a attorney friend, I had an attorney girlfriend who was a brilliant attorney and I was her first case and she really wanted to help me when I told her what was happening, how much abuse I was enduring and because of her help, uh, of course, God planned everything all out at that time. I was able to escape to America for my freedom. Amen and amen, which goes to show as the scripture teaches God makes the way where there seems to be no way. He certainly did that in your case, Isaac. And now I want to touch upon something no child should ever have to witness. As detailed in your book, I Dreamed Freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Isaac Abla. Isaac, you as a child witnessed your mother having an abortion. It was horrific. Yes. And she said to yes. you that... She has more than two children. She really had 12. And this traumatized you as a child. You felt it was your fault because of the way you were brought up. Yeah. Your father beat you up. Your mother was verbally 
abusive. You escape mm -hmm. into an imaginary world where you would try to read the stories of people mm -hmm. on their faces. So you were not only ostracized at home, but at school, by your classmates, anywhere mm -hmm. someone could be ostracized, you were. I see this as a work of the enemy to try and take your life out at a very That's early right. age. And I find it remarkable that you had the chutzpah, and you're not Jewish. <laughs> you come from a Muslim background, and I'm not either, to have the courage to escape and to want a better life. To me, this is nothing short of miraculous all on mm -hmm. its own. So fast forward, you get to America, and you meet another man, the first one that tells you, quote, you're beautiful, but what happened? The uh, first man that tells me I was beautiful when I came to America, I got married to him after probably two, three months being in the States. And he wanted to marry me and he thought that I was the most innocent thing he, he had ever met. And um, he really showed me a lot of attention that I needed. I never had anybody paying attention to me. I was nobody. I was always the shadow as a Muslim woman in Turkey. So we got married, and this was my uh, second marriage. First of all, it, I came to a free country, but I came to a free country as a Muslim woman. So it doesn't matter, wherever you go, there you are. It, we can change everything, including our countries, but nothing will change at the end, because we need the inner healing. We need change inside. And I was the same person when I came to America uh, as I was in Turkey. I believed I could not live or breathe without a man. I needed a man to tell me what to eat, what to wear, what to do with my life. I was highly educated, but I had Muslim woman, Muslim person mentality. I was nothing without a man. So when I came to the States, I felt very lonely, and then I met uh, that man who was also a drug abuser and he really thought that he could change his life by marrying me as well and we got married and this time another type of abuse started it was just a pattern in my life abuse you know or I, I had a little sign come and abuse me that I could not get out of that circle until of course I met Christ and then on the day uh, it was New Year Eve, year 2000, and he came home high and drunk. We had a little girl. She was, at that time, two and a half, three years old. And he put us in a car, and he started driving from Miami to Homestead. Uh, on the highway, he was making zigzags. He was very high. And we started getting into an argument because I wanted to drive the car. and. He didn't let me drive the car, and he stopped the car, kicked me out of the car on highway, and he left. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't know where I was. I was just crying, and I was screaming at God. I didn't know which God I was talking, but I was asking him, why me? What have I done so bad to right. deserve this? Right. And soon after, a car stopped. And I even prayed in my heart that it was a woman. I mean, it was Miami in New Year's Eve at night. 
If it was a man, I thought to myself, he was going to kill me, rob me, or rape me. And I prayed, I said, I prayed that this is a woman, and it was a woman who said, I will help you. God sent me to pick you up, coming. And this woman was a Christian woman. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Isik Abla, author, evangelist, TV host, and producer of the highly acclaimed TV broadcast, Embracing New Life, and live call-in program, The Way, The Truth, and The Life, heard by millions around the world and here in the United States. You can learn more about Isik's work, mission, and ministry, and get her book, I Dreamed Freedom by going to Amazon.com or IsaacAbla.com and join the revival to be held March 11th through 12th at the Armenian Brotherhood Bible Church in Pasadena, California. For information and tickets, call 626-794-8717. That's 626-794-8717. You will be glad you did. Isaac, it has been an absolute joy speaking with you today. The power of your testimony to truly set one free as you have been set free is what the testimony broadcast is all about. Revelation 12, 11. You are proof of this very scripture and example to all women everywhere that being abused is not a death sentence, but life and peace and honor through Jesus Christ. Thank you, God bless you, and protect you. Thank you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.